Welcome to the Digital Freelancers Podcast, where you get the latest strategies for starting, growing, and accelerating your digital marketing business. Now, let's get started with your host, Mike and Mike. Hello, and welcome to the Digital Freelancers Podcast. I'm your co-host, Michael Fleischner, today with your other co-host, Mike Hall, and we are back. I know it's been a little while, Mike, since uh, you and I did a session together. We're actually going to do a few for our listeners because of such high demand. I'm so excited. And uh, before I jump into the conversation today, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Report Hopper. Beautiful reports made simple. Definitely check them out for a free report at reporthopper.com. And also, if you guys like this podcast, please like us, share us, tell all your friends about us. We're here for you. So, all right. So let's jump in. It's been a while. Mike and I have been off kind of doing our own thing in freelance world. And uh, we've been working on a lot of different projects. So I thought it'd be really cool, Mike. Why don't we just kind of talk about some of the work that we're doing? I know a lot of our listeners are always wondering like, hey, how do I get started in freelancing? Or how do I expand the types of projects I work on? And uh, I thought it'd be cool just to wrap about what we're doing lately. That sounds good. Well, um, well, you know, it's funny with COVID and how it's totally changed the industry in a lot of different ways, some for the good, some for the bad. Nobody's excited about COVID and all that's going on. That's been horrible. But how it's changed how we work, and especially for freelancers, where a, a freelancer always, or not always, but typically worked from home. And now this massive influx of people working from home have had to learn how to work like a freelancer. So with that having taken shape, the last several months have been pretty interesting for me and the work that I've done because I've ended up taking a little bit more of a consulting role in helping some mid-range businesses figure out how do you do this with your workforce? Because it's really, as they understand, it's freelancing times many or a team of freelancers all working together. So there's that piece of it. The other interesting piece is as Zoom and working from home is even more normative, it's opened up a door for freelancers, uh, including myself, that uh, that wasn't there before. So I'm going to give you an example. There's a marketing company. It's a big marketing company. They have offices, several hundred employees. And in the pandemic, they realized we're going to we're going to be in trouble. And so as their clients were going to cut back, they realized that they needed to cut back. Um, of course, they have massive overhead. And so they initially did massive layoffs. So they laid everyone off, but they also had these commitments to their current clients that they had to fulfill. So that's where they called my company and said, hey, can you can you do this for us? We have to do all this stuff, this marketing, digital uh, marketing. And so my company, because we're leaner, we don't have the overhead, we don't have the office space, we have lots of people, but we do it from home and we've always done it from home. So we were able to uh, give them more service, better service actually, at a reduced rate. And so where they looked initially at saying, hey, this is going to be temporary. We're going to want to bring people back. And hey, I agree. I get it. That's great. But as it unfolded, they're sticking with us and saying, this is actually the new way we're doing business, which again, I think is going to be all over the place that it's, this is the new way we're doing business, either through outsourcing freelancers or how people run their own companies. And isn't that funny, Mike, how like the rest of the world is coming around to our way of thinking, you know, it's like- <laughs> They finally caught up, finally. right? Finally. 
Finally. And you know, it's it's interesting you say that. Similar situation, I guess, maybe not at that scale, but you know, we do a lot of work for other agencies, right? Mm-hmm. Especially agencies that don't have SEO, they don't have some of the digital capabilities. And we've been doing that for probably close to a decade. But what's interesting now is that a lot of these agencies and their clients, specifically their clients, because often in this situation, they're just a pass-through, they're saying, oh, you've been doing this for us. Can you just add on something, right? Maybe, maybe the example is you're doing Google ads search and now they want display or they want remarketing or maybe they want remarketing with Facebook or whatever the case might be. And they're realizing like, hey, we've got these resources, freelancers in essence, because they don't have the same overhead and they can tack that on to what they're doing for an extra 500 a month, 1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. And that's a much better solution, not only for the agency, but for the end user and the company that's delivering or the freelancer that's delivering. So, you know, often I know you and I get a lot of questions about how how should I charge? Where should I find business? And, you know, fortunately, given this situation, I think people are much more open to the idea of leveraging freelancers. Yeah, no, it's great. Well, so that being said, and that in mind, going into 2021, how are you positioning your business and what you do coming up? Are you doing any new goals, objectives? Are you taking a shift or said, hey, look, it's been working before. I'm going to keep doing more of what I'm doing. How are you thinking about that? Yeah. You know, I think the only difference now is really scale. Mm -hmm. You know, in the past we were always, and we've had this conversation, but we've always been in this dilemma. I want more work, but I don't want more work. (laughs) Right. Right. But the resources are available now to make it much more easy to Mm -hmm. scale, at least from my perspective. There are tons of qualified freelancers out there that are niche specific that may not have existed in the past. And they're used to working remotely because much like you, Mike, even though I have the office, I mean, most of our people are all over, right? Mm -hmm. Not just on the East Coast. I've got some people who are on the West Coast as well. And because of that availability of labor, it's just easier to scale your business. So the only thing that's fundamentally changed from a direction or goal perspective is we were just kind of jogging along. And I feel like now we're in a nice sprint mm-hmm. and we're not taking the foot off the gas anytime soon. No, How about good. you? Yeah, kind of two principles that I'm holding on to going into 2021, which are a little bit contradictory, but I think it, it still works. Uh, one is from old Tim Ferriss, Four Hour Work Week, right? That he wrote, oh, I don't know, a decade, decade and a half ago, uh, a lot about outsourcing. It's a, most freelancers have read that book if they haven't for sure. It's a, it's a good one, but a lot about outsourcing, about working smart and, and all of that. But thinking of how do I, at one hand, work less and at the other, double my productivity, right? So there's those two things in hand. And the way I'm going about doing that is really by measuring things. So there's the adage of whatever you measure is what you're going to hit. And so if you're, and, and usually at the expense of everything else. So if you're measuring, hey, how do we get more people into our retail shop? Uh, you might put up all kinds of giant purple grills on your building and discount things uh, like crazy and get all kinds of people in, but you might not be profitable. So you want to make sure you're measuring profitability as well. So I'm measuring how much time I'm spending uh, doing work also, and and in the same vein, measuring uh, how much output is uh, is coming out, right? So uh, how profitable are we and how much work are we getting to do? 
and trying to do both of those things at the same time, which is really pushing me on what are the smart things to do? How do I want to spend my time? Uh, What can I outsource that I haven't outsourced in the past? Even, it might, even though it might cost me a little bit on the front end in terms of training and time and uh, leverage, knowing that it's going to pay dividends down the road. So that's, that's really what I'm leaning into. We'll, we'll find out here as the year unfolds how well it's working. And it's interesting too, Mike, as you start to go down that path, I think it forces you to ask some really serious questions about your business. I know for me, especially with some of the white label work we do, which is generally cheaper than you know taking on a client directly, the issue ultimately becomes quality, price, revenue, profitability. You're kind of juggling all of these sorts of things. And I know as we've kind of expanded leveraging some of our agency relationships, we've really been challenged with um, you know making that make sense for us, especially at the lower price points. So we are really asking ourselves, are we charging enough? Or are we selling the right products and services? And I think those are really healthy questions to be asking yourself, whether you're just an independent, like just as a freelancer or an agency. So you're making a fantastic point that actually relates to something else I've been reading about, which is long distance running. So I've been running now for a couple of years. I've been enjoying it, doing some shorter things as well, some longer things. But the recent research on how to get better as an endurance athlete has changed. It used to be a big no pain, no gain, right? Go mm-hmm. out, kill yourself, run to you puke, and that means you're getting better. And there's some truth to that still. You are getting better when you do that. However, long-term, what you want to do is one of two workouts. You want to do mostly really easy chill workouts that your heart rate isn't above 70%. You go for a long time and that's it. Or you do really hardcore intense workouts, not as many of those. But what tends to happen especially for people who are amateur athletes or don't have a coach, is you lean toward the middle. That your easy, easy days are you push it a little bit because you're like, I can do better than that. But then because you do that, you're a little bit more fatigued. And so your hard days that are supposed to be all at intense, ah, you let off the gas just a little bit because you're a little bit beat down since you haven't had the true easy days as well. And so I think we find the same thing here in freelancers do in their business that you know, it's, it's one or the other. You either go, hey, let's get this high-end client, a client that will pay a premium for doing the things that only you can do for them because you're an expert in their area, you understand their business, and you can kill it for them. So they're going to pay you that money. Um, or, you know, the, the other thing is you go, you know what? I'm actually, I don't want to be the cheapest guy in the block, but I want to work on my systems so that I don't have to engage with my client. So I don't have to uh, have conversations with them. I can now price it easier and I can price it, not easier, price it lower because maybe everything's online. It's all through forms and you don't have to pick up the phone and call. Or the product is so simple that it's uh, it, it's not something that you have, a, have to have a lot of conversations or explanation to understand. And it's one or the other and both can be profitable. But when all of a sudden you think you're doing one thing, if you're going, hey, we're going to be high touch, high end, but you don't price it that way and you fall to the middle. Or if you're going to say, hey, we're going to try to make this uh, low cost, but sometimes I still have to call the client, talk to them, then that creeps into your margins and you lose on both on both sides. So it really is, uh, yeah, I might be oversimplifying this a little bit, but to pick one side to go, Hey, we're, we're going to really be hands off and charge accordingly or hands on and charge the premium that you deserve. Yeah. I think ultimately it depends on the freelancer and their aptitude. You know, I can tell you like early on in the game, I was willing to put in 80 hours a week and I was going to do whatever it took. And you know, as I got older and wiser, I realized that I'm only productive 
30 to 40 hours a week. Hmm. So that 80 hours, you know, everything plus 40, really what kind of value was I creating? Certainly not the same value I could have created using your example, just focusing on the sprints and giving 100% on that workout. And, you know, I think that's really key. You got to know who you are. You have to understand how you work. I mean, Mike, you know, I'm in the office at 7.30 every morning, so I can leave at four o'clock. Now, Mm -hmm. that doesn't always work out that way. Some nights I'm there till 6.30 or seven, but the whole point is like, I, I know when I'm most productive, just like I know which types of clients I can create the most value for and what I'm willing to do. And, you know, I used to spend a lot of my time consulting not so much anymore, maybe maybe 15%, mm-hmm. 20% at the most, where 80% is delivering services because that's not really where I want to spend my time. I mean, there are select clients that I love their business. I love them as clients and I really want to help them. So I'm willing to consult. But then you're just trading time for money and you're never free. <laughs> so it's a really difficult equation to uh, manage, but everyone has has to do it for themselves. And what a, what a fascinating exercise to do that, to actually list out, hey, these are the things that I am doing in business, right? So these are the services I provide. These are the conversations I have internal, external, uh, with vendors, with employees, and then to, to rank them and go, what, mm-hmm. out of all of these things, and maybe there's several things you rank them on, how passionate am I about this? How much joy does this stuff give me? Uh, how much duty and obligation do I actually have to get this done uh, and do this? And then to look at what is the lowest number, what's the lowest value, and to ask yourself, why wouldn't I cut this out of my life or figure out how to get somebody else to do it? I imagine for most people, if you went through that exercise, you would find freedom in, in yeah. cutting that low-hanging low hanging stuff there. Yeah. And I definitely think it's interesting. I was speaking to a friend of mine who owns a social media management agency uh, that's really large and successful. He's done work for Nike and other leading brands. You know, and I asked him, how did he get his start in the business becoming a freelancer? Because he was corporate like I was. And he had a friend who said to him, basically, all you need is one client to cover your monthly bills, whatever that monthly nut is. And we've talked about the monthly nut on other uh, podcasts. And he said, then you're in business. And that's essentially how he started. Like, you know, back then he probably was a single guy living in an apartment. And what was his monthly expenses? $2,500? I I, I don't know. So he went out and he found a client and it was transformative, right? Because now that he had that one client, he could decide what's going to be my easy day. What's going to be my hard day? How much time am I going to spend consulting versus actually delivering something? So again, everybody has to do it for themselves and, uh, you know, figure it out. And it's very doable. Michael, so glad to have you back in action. We're going to hit up a few more podcasts uh, in the near future. So definitely tune in, guys. Uh, we're going to be covering some really, really great stuff. And uh, as always, check out our sponsor, Report Hopper at reporthopper.com. Beautiful reports made simple. And hit that like button. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us some stars, give us some love. We love you and we appreciate you guys tuning in to the digital freelancers. Thanks. This is Mike and Mike. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Be sure to hit the subscribe button for this podcast and share your favorite episode with other freelancers.